Hello, you little hyperbolic parabolas, and welcome to episode 106 of Hungry in Kentucky. That'll make sense later. Uh, I'm Sarah from Bluegrass Bourbon and Eats, and today I'm joined in Fort Lewis Studios um, just with Carrie. Summertime, and the living is easy. That's right. And I totally got that joke, because it's mm-hmm. the, the thing is sitting here in front of me that uh, Sarah is referencing. I think at first you were like, what the... I was, and then it, <laughs> then it, then it dawned on me, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Throwing a little math into the equation. <laughs> yeah, I was... But oh, God, it's so bad. It was pretty terrible. That was good, though. It was so bad, it was good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Renee's not here with us today, but she'll be back, so... It'll be us chickens again. Hey, that's all right. We got some stuff to talk about. Oh, yeah. We always got stuff to talk oh, about. for sure. Uh, we can talk about how this morning it said it was not raining on the Weather Channel app, and then I went outside, and it was raining the whole way to work. It rained on that side of town. It didn't rain on this side of and town. And then it said it was going to rain all afternoon, and uh, it's not currently raining, which is good because I didn't take a number then. Yeah. It's all lies. Yeah. All lies. All Lies. I even had Jay's on to wear and everything. Ah, oh. had to take them off. Can't get them wet. But tomorrow is um, the first official day of summer. Oh yeah, the summer solstice. Mm-hmm. I do believe. longest day of the year. I believe I read that we will get fourteen hours of daylight, Dang. and then from there it starts to go downhill. Go down. Yeah, yeah. Both a a good and a bad thing, I guess. I used to really like it when it was dark for most of the day because, you know, it's like a dark soul personality. Now it just makes me sad. Yeah. And you all know how I feel about it. That's been discussed ad nauseum. Yeah. But I've recently invested in a very nice um, sleep mask. So now it could be, um, the sun could be inside of my bedroom. I wouldn't know. I'm surprised you don't have the blackout curtains going on. Um, I kind of do, but the way my curtain rod is set up is janky because the person who hung it up doesn't know what they're doing. Is that person have two thumbs and is sitting to my right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was in my early days of home ownership, and um, when I put it up there, I was like, oh, I see what I did. That was a rookie mistake. So, uh, they're kind of askew. They don't close all the way. Mm, okay. So, there's like a streak of light. So, not true, true blackout. Not not just like all-encompassing. I have no idea what time it is unless I look at a clock. Basically. Uh, yeah, I wasn't at that time willing to pony up the cash for true blackout curtains. Mm. How much are they? Are they expensive? I feel like um, 2011 or 2012 me thought they were really expensive. Okay. Um, but she didn't have that much money gotcha. then, so they're probably, they're probably something I could afford now, yeah. but, um, but I also like to watch, uh, my laptop or like the iPad at night. I don't like to watch it. I like to have the Simpsons playing mm-hmm. when I fall asleep, mm-hmm. but I turn the screen off. So now I don't have to do that. I yeah. just leave the computer wide open and, uh, just put my little sleep mask on and it covers up everything, even the sides of my head. Oh, okay. So nothing gets in, so... Yeah, the sun could be out for as long as it wants to be. I'll never know. Yeah, like uh, this Amazon Choice black blackout curtain blinds, solid theme insulated window treatment blackout microfiber, 16 bucks. Yeah, I think I was like trying to be fancy, you know, like when you 
first own or you own your first home and you want to get like all the nice stuff for oh, it. Oh like, yeah. You want to go to like Lowe's and right. get all the like I'm going to get like really nice window treatments and oh my god, this is like hundreds of dollars. Yeah. I don't even have that many windows. Oh my god. I only have 3 windows. Yeah, you're looking about 30 bucks. Yeah, that sounds like some work though. Let's, let's keep doing what I'm doing. Hey, if it works for you, then <laughs> whatever, man. That's yeah, that's that's your thing, not mine. Yeah, I mean they work like ninety eight percent of the way. So, okay, yeah. well, hey, that gets that gets you gets you to sleep where you need to be. So yeah, exactly. And I mean, I probably need to be awake anyway when the sun is shining through the window. So yeah, why not? You know, it is what it is. But yeah, the summer solstice time. You get your rooster. Oh, gosh. I'm sure the people that live in your uh, building would love that. I feel like, I don't know which neighbor it is, but it's someone that lives behind me. Um, They must drive a monster truck, and they like to start it up at either late at night or uh, before dawn, and it's just like, for like five straight minutes, like, oh my god, how long does it take to start that stupid thing up? Because I'm guessing... Get out of here! I'm guessing that you're neighborhood area is not zoned for chickens probably not because there's only because this area you can't have farm animals i haven't seen any farm animals but i know you know kenwick you can mm. and there's some other where stanley manor studios is i think you i think you can you think you can have chickens hmm. um but Which yeah begs the question why don't the stanleys have chickens i know come on they seem that's that's a chicken family if i ever well saw that's one. a question i'm gonna ask we're gonna get to the bottom of this on the next GBS. But anyway. Ooh, I bet that would be... I can't decide if that would be fun or not to keep chickens. Do you think so? Chickens are nasty. But then you have eggs. And they got little chicken personalities. You know. Um, I don't know. It could be either here nor there. I got attacked by a rooster once, so I'm not like... Did you really? Uh, not attacked. I got chased around my papa's farm by a rooster once, and I think that scarred me on roosters, but, but I have no qualms with chickens. But it, They're tasty, and I like their eggs. Yeah, but you don't eat their eggs. Uh, I mean, you've slowly yeah. started to incorporate them back, yeah. but you know, as many chicken eggs I as you're going to get... Eat, I would eat their eggs if I could um, on the rig. But I had to buy a dozen eggs, by the way. I needed one egg. And the smallest stupid package they had was a dozen. So now I have 11 extra eggs. Ah, you should have just told me. I could have given you an egg. I would have happily given you an egg. It's okay. It's okay. Soon I'll be working from home and then it doesn't matter what I eat. Oh, there you go. (laughs) No one will be put (laughs) Just me. (laughs) Did you ever hear of any, like, um, cockfighting in where you lived? Um, yeah. Really? The, my original home, yes. Yeah. Is uh, quite well known for cockfighting. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Also, it's pretty corrupt as much as I'll say. Okay. You can read in between those right. lines. Yeah, Fair enough. What you've heard yeah. is true. Yes. Okay. I've confirmed that. Okay. Um. So, yes. Now, that's, a, that's definitely a thing. And it's a big thing. Yeah. For those who know are that are in the know, it's... It's a big uh, gotcha. It's a big deal. Big and that's, production. Uh, 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 allegedly, we'll, yeah. just, we'll say allegedly. Yes, <laughs> all names have been changed. Yeah, <laughs> luckily I don't know any of the names. So yeah, just make up a name. They're probably involved. Good Seinfeld episode about that little the little Jerry. 
Really? Where Kramer Kramer buys a chicken because he wants to have farm fresh eggs because um, he claims that the eggs at the diner are sweatshop eggs, and he doesn't buy chicken; he buys a rooster. Oh no! And so <laughs> then the whole storyline is that Jerry has supposedly bounced a check at the bodega, and in order to get the check taken down from the off the wall at the bodega, because the guy who runs the bodega runs a cockfighting ring in the back. Oh no! And it's a whole it's a whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely don't remember that one. <laughs> it's a good episode. I'll have to check that but out. But cockfighting is extremely wrong. Yes, it's I will very just, wrong. I just want to say that. Oh my God, it's awful. That that episode of Seinfeld is extremely funny, but um, because Kramer ends up getting att- attacked by one of the roosters at the end or whatever. But uh, yeah, no, cockfighting is absolutely abhorrent. Yes, please don't participate in that. That's disgusting. But eggs are good. Yeah. I mean, I again, I like eggs, but they make bad things happen to me. Yeah. But, you know, no one wants to hear about that. So, anyway, uh, we got a lot of stuff to get to, Yeah, I feel like. Well, so, we do. Um, yeah, before we do that, if you work in the restaurant industry or if you have a food blog or anything related to food, uh, let us know because we'd love to have you on the show. You can slide into our DMs on Twitter and Instagram at HungryKY or you can email us HungryKY at gmail.com. That's it. End of story. end of. I, I like that. That's short, sweet. If you want on the show, let us know. And if you know, if not, we'll just keep doing what we're doing. That's, that's exactly right. It's working. Fine. It's yeah. working. It's totally working. It's yeah, absolutely, it's cool. absolutely, cool. absolutely working. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Well, we, I feel we've we've eaten at quite a few places. Yeah, we had some fun food adventures both together and individually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to Mama Tequila on Friday. Um, really should go there if you haven't been. It's really good. Um. Believe it's the same people that run El Rancho Tapatio, which is my favorite um, Tex-Mex, I guess, call it place in town. Um, that one's off Nicholasville Road, but Mama Tequila is downtown uh, on Short and Broadway. Um, and it's really good. So they have like a big menu. They've got a really extensive tequila and margarita menu. You can get margarita flights for like four, I think it's four. Four of them for $42, which, dang, seems like a steal. Um, and they have, like, all the good tequilas. Um, if you tell them it's your birthday, they will bring you a shot of tequila on a flaming um, arc that says happy birthday in Spanish on it. And it has sparklers flying and puts a big hat on you and all that jazz. But, uh, yeah, it's good. I had the Burrito Vallarta which is just a chicken and cheese burrito, which is covered in more cheese. And then the rice and beans. I love beans and rice from all Mexican restaurants. So good. I could just eat it all day, every day. Ooh, what a dream. Yeah, very delicious. I think the, the, the thing that's put me off about going down there is that it's downtown. I'm telling you, this parking situation is still a little bit out of control. A little bit. And I know when you went down there, there was an event going on, so they always jack it up. Right. But it wasn't in the garage it wasn't any worse than normal, though. It was ten dollars for the night. So Yeah. You're not gonna get any better than that downtown on a Friday night, I don't think. Unless you walk off wander off way into a neighborhood and park. Yeah. And these days that's not worth it to me. I wanna walk five blocks when I could just pay a flat rate of ten dollars. Yeah. I just I hate I hate parking downtown. I hate it. Yeah, but it's personal the, preference. But it's so good. The personal food. personal preference. And then we went to Bell's. I hadn't been to Bell's in a while. Have a really good rooftop. And 
um, when we went, it wasn't just full of children, like 21-year-old children. It yeah. was like an older crowd there, which was nice. I highly recommend going in the summer because you do get less of the you get less of the college crowd. Mm-hmm. And their drinks are like really reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. Like I got a huge like, uh, what did I get? A mule with rye bourbon and it was like 10 bucks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um, and then speaking of rye bourbons and drinks, we had a really good one at um, Merrick Inn. The yeah, other day too. yeah, so we went to Merrick Inn, we did the brunch thing, um, and Merrick, Merrick Inn just opened back up, like, what, a month ago? I think so, Because yeah. they changed, they ch- they closed down, they changed owners, mm-hmm. and they've just now opened back up. I think they've only been open a month or so. Um, now, parking at Merrick <laughs> That's I would challenge. rather park downtown. <laughs> I, now, you know what? I almost don't disagree with you there. It's a little bit of a challenge, but it wasn't too bad. We just parked on... Because Merrick Inn is in a real weird spot. It's in an apartment yeah, complex. Yeah, it's in an apartment complex, which is very strange. But, you know, yeah, here, here you are. And that apartment complex was uh, was home to uh cocaine bear dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he lived. I think he lived there. He at least had an apartment there, and then he had a, a special table that he sat at all the time at Merrick. Mm-hmm. And like people will come in and ask for that particular no, table or whatever. But um, we did not do that. No. Um, but yeah, it could just be forewarned that it can be a bit of a challenge because they have a very tiny lot at the top of the hill by where the restaurant is. But if that's totally full, then you're gonna have to like find non-residential kind of on-street parking yeah, or whatever. Parking. Yeah. So. Um, well, if you go for a dinner at American, they have ballet, like free ballet. Mm-hmm. So that's that kind of that solves the problem for yeah. dinner, but they don't have it for brunch. And that was the first time I ever actually had to park myself to go to mm-hmm. Merrick mm-hmm. that I remember. Oh. And uh, yeah, it was irking me a little bit, but. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't bad though. No, once I it was fine. Resigned myself to parking at the bottom of the hill and the yeah. restaurants at the top of the hill. Yeah, know? it was it wasn't a bad walk. No, I don't guess so. Yeah, so um, we get up there and I just I didn't even care. Like I'm like I'm wearing jeans and t shirt because that's what I wear and that's that's what I'm wearing. And uh, Sarah had on pretty much same. Yeah. Um, and we walk in there and you know there's people there's people all over they're wearing like like the you know, summer sundresses and it's obviously people are having like birthday parties and i don't know um baby shower thing yeah. I, I don't know it's people coming in with those you know bags but it obviously had presents in them parties. yeah super bougie and uh again i just i didn't care um because my whole rule of thumb nowadays is if you just act like you belong there nobody's gonna say anything to you right it doesn't matter <laughs> so yeah. We walked in, and uh, we're like, oh, we're just going to sit on the patio. And the girl's like, okay, that's fine. No problem. So we got on the patio. And then there's people out on the patio wearing shorts and t-shirts and whatever else. It, you yeah. Know. I mean, I don't want it to look like we just rolled out of the bed or or like something like that. We didn't have ripped jeans. And stuff. I no, had my good jeans on in my Burks. So. I mean, we didn't look like total, like that we'd been sleeping in a dumpster all night yeah, or anything like that. You know, decrepit or but compared to like it, compared to what you think of the American, because inside it is like white tablecloths mm-hmm. and you know blah 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 whatever. But outside it is just kind of like as a patio, right? And so we ended up just sitting at the bar because there was tons of seats at the bar. I think there's only mm-hmm. one other dude at the bar when we got there, right? 
And the bartender was super nice, and I got a Bloody Mary, which was good. They make their own mix. Um, I, I didn't get it super spicy because I didn't want it super spicy. And then Sarah got the her standard mimosa, right, mm-hmm. which was pretty good. Yeah, it wasn't as big as the one that you got <laughs> that you got at Jay Renders, but you know, true, that's okay. So uh, the, we at um, the bartender asked us if we wanted anything to kind of start out with. And Sarah, I think were you the one that asked him um, uh, what he recommended, or you were asking? Oh, it's just asking. Old fashioned, if they just had one that was no, the, the appetizer thing. Oh, yeah, I don't remember. I think he was starting to recommend, so. yeah, he was starting right. So he was like, Oh, well, if y'all the beignets are really good, and we're like, Yeah, what the hell, we're here, why not? So we got the beignets, and those were delicious, mm-hmm. those were absolutely delicious. They were super light, they were really good. There was four of them, so we got we mm-hmm. each got two, which was plenty. Mm-hmm. They weren't gigantic or anything like that, and they weren't covered in like an Mm-mm. obscene amount of powdered sugar, right? There was some powdered sugar, mm-hmm. and I think that like was a like a chocolate caramel sauce mm-hmm. type of uh, just a drizzle. Mm-hmm. But the beignets themselves were they weren't super oily, they weren't super mm-hmm. doughy or heavy or anything, so definitely recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I have decided that. Whenever we go to brunch, basically now, where Sarah was on that quest for the Rubens mm-hmm. and trying all the Rubens, I am now going to try uh, as many beignets, or not beignets, <laughs> Benedicts, <laughs> Benedicts, uh, you know. Ooh, what if they made a Benedict using ben- beignets? Ooh. That's I, the bu- that's the eh, I don't know. But the ones at Merrick. That weren't super sweet. I'm not a huge fan. Uh, man, I, it's still sweet, and I'm not a huge fan of like putting an egg on a sweet thing. I don't care Ew, for I, that. I would do it. I would eat it. So I, uh, but so I decided to go with the traditional Benedict, which is your English muffin, your ham, your at your poached egg, and your hollandaise sauce, mm-hmm. right? And uh, Sarah, what'd you have? Um, I had the chicken and waffles, which apparently I'm also on a quest for, since that's all I eat at brunch now. It's the only thing that doesn't have eggs. And a safe bet. But um, that was, in my quest for chicken and waffles, the best one, hands down. There's no argument that I've had so far in the past, I don't know, year or so. Well, six months or so, let's say. Um, I have a top three, I've decided. Uh, this is number one by far because they use the very world famous Merrick Inn um, fried chicken. Mm-hmm. And if people don't know Merrick Inn, that's like that's always been their thing. Mm-hmm. Even, like, it's always been their thing is their yeah. fried chicken. And this was just like a butterfly, like two giant butterfly chicken breasts. So it was like boneless, the boneless version of it. And then the batter for the waffle was like the same as the beignet batter. So that was awesome. And it came with like this smoky like maple syrup. That was really good. Um, yeah, I love that one. So that's absolutely number one, hands down, would recommend. Want it right now. Um, but I really liked the one at Bella Cafe, because it was more of a bite-sized things. And then I liked the one at Carson's, because it was savory. It wasn't super sweet. Yeah, because it, it had, like a it had that sa- savory waffle, right? Yeah. It was like a sage and savory, mm-hmm. it, plus the gravy was savory yeah. on, on the Carson's one. Yeah. But yeah, I had a bite of the chicken, and it was it was legit. Yeah. That's legit fried chicken mm-hmm. right there. It really is. So, um, I will say, um, legitimately, the potatoes were very good that I had, mm-hmm. um, but the Benedict was a 4 out of 10. Mm. It wasn't. It just, the hollandaise was good. Both eggs were overcooked. The country ham was hammered. Mm-hmm. Like, with country ham, you just need to warm it up barely, right? You don't even really need to cook it. Yeah. 
And this felt like they just hammered it. And so that was a little disappointing. But would I go back and try another? Because they had a crab cake Benedict and a steak Benedict. Mm. Um, and they also had shrimp and grits. They had a bunch of stuff on that yeah, menu. Yeah, they got a big menu for brunch. Um, most people just have like five or six things. And they had like both sides of the menu for dedicated to brunch. So that was yeah. Cool. So definitely would recommend, you know, and, and who knows? Maybe you're just having a bad day in the kitchen. I don't know. But my Benedict in particular was a four out of ten. Potatoes were delicious, though. Mm-hmm. Definitely recommend potatoes. So we're sitting there, and now I'm kind of like, when we go to brunch, I'm now kind of obsessed with getting an old-fashioned, mm-hmm. because that breakfast old-fashioned we had at Palmer's was delicious. Yes, I also love an old-fashioned if I'm going to get a mixed drink, a fancy one. Yeah, so um, I asked the bartender, I said, do you all have any, like, because he didn't give us a drink menu when we sat down but i knew i wanted a bloody mary and sarah knew she wanted a mimosa so that was irrelevant at that point but um he i asked him i said do you all have any specialty uh old fashions that you do and he was like well he goes you know i've been working on one he says we're coming out with a summer drink menu pretty soon and he said i've been working on one he goes what do you like he said, what do you like in Old Fashioned? I said, well, I like a little sweet. I like a little smoky. He's like, okay. Well, this one that I've been working on has bourbon, scotch, and I was like, sold. <laughs> I mean, he didn't even have to say. To talk anymore. Right. He didn't even have to say the rest of it. But Shut then, up and take my money. Right. I was like, oh, sold. So he said it had bourbon, scotch, a splash of rum, just for some sweetness. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he was gonna, he was tr- experimenting with like putting it under smoke, I guess, or adding some smoke mm-hmm. to it. But um, I guess he, he didn't have the smoke thing or whatever. And yeah. we were both like, you know what? Hook us up. We're going to try this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he said what he used Eagle Rare 10, I believe. I don't remember the scotch that he said that he used. No. And he didn't tell us the rum. But um, so he brings them out and he says that we're the first two people to try these drinks outside of the staff mm-hmm. which i guess you know that since they've yeah. been working these up or whatever and it was delicious I love it. it was really really good so it wasn't hot mm-hmm. at all not, not at all weird how right not hot it was. was super smooth sarah's not a scotch fan i've just never had it. okay but um i maybe i am a scotch fan because i loved it in this you got that like it was slightly sweet up top not super sweet but then it got like really smoky in the back of your throat, and um, it was really pleasant. I really liked it. And he poured us the biggest old fashioned I've ever had. He did. In fact, he had extra <laughs> bourbon. I believe it was yeah, he left it over. A, he put in a little carafe, and he's like, yeah. "Here, this all didn't fit." So we got like an extra shot of bourbon. On the side. I, know, I was like, "Golly!" It's like, "Okay, thank you." But yeah, it was it was really it was really nice of him to make it. It was yeah. really nice of him to offer to make it. Um, I think he was excited for other people to try it outside of the staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it was. It was really, really, yeah, really good. Yeah, I loved it. That's probably the best old-fashioned I've ever had. Yeah, it was, yeah, highly recommend. So if, if you're over there at Merrick and, and you see this, I can't remember what he was going to call it, but it, it does. It has bourbon, scotch, and a, and a and rum in it. And then it had, what, a Luxor cherry? Yeah, Luxor cherry, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but if we wouldn't have sat at the bar... I'm telling you, this is again, this is a hinky, hinky pro tip. Mm-hmm. If we wouldn't have set the bar, we never would have got to try that drink. No, because not. if we would have asked the um, the waitress, she'd been like, 
You know, and no fault of her own. That's yeah. you know, it's not her job or whatever. I mean, it's not like you'd be like, "Hey, run up there to the bar and ask the bartender what he thinks of a good drink for me, a stranger." Right? That he's not looking at. Well, like, and and I'm sure what the what the waitress would have done if we had been sitting at a table would have, would have, she would have brought us a drink menu, right? Mm-hmm. And then we would have looked at what old fashions or whatever they had to offer on the menu, mm-hmm. and then that would have been it. But we're sitting at the bar and you're talking to the bartender, and he's like, "Oh, hey, so well, what do you, what do you like in this type of drink?" And so that was a lot of fun. Yeah, he was a cool bartender, too. It was really cool of him to do that for us. Uh, just charged us the price for regular old-fashioned. Yeah. Like, that was really surprising, too, because that was a lot of liquor for was. the price. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it was really good. And you can't say enough about that patio space. Mm-hmm. Like, for real, that patio at Merrick is, is really nice. Yeah, it's all covered and, like, really nice, like, wooden, like, canopy thing. And then... The bar is really nice, and it's all, like, marbly, kind of. Yeah. And huge. Like, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I tell it, definitely go back. So, I will say, though, if, if you're planning on going, um, I know they, they do brunch on Saturdays and Sundays from 10 to 3, mm-hmm. and then they close and they open back up again at 4 o'clock. Yep. So, yeah, we'll totally recommend So, that. yeah, definitely recommend Merrick for brunch or, or whatever. And, you know, if the weather's nice, set on the patio for sure. Even if it's not nice, sit under the covered part. Yeah. Bar's covered. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then um, I went to Tekka with my mom on Sunday. Um, it's a hibachi place in Hamburg, if you've never been there. It used to be Asuka, like a long time ago, and then I think there was a, I think there was a split. And not, I feel like it's not an amicable split. <laughs> Between the people that used to be over there, and now Asuka's in Brandon Crossing, and Tekka's in Hamburg. But um, we like to go to it on the regular. And uh, it was good. Um, and you can't go wrong with hibachi. Like, it's so good. I love hibachi. I've still got some leftover that I really want to eat. Um, chicken and shrimp, obviously, with the veggies and the, um, the yum-yum sauce. But... I really like, and my mom turned me on this like a long, long time ago. So we've been doing this for probably since I was like a teenager. But I always had to get hot tea when you go there. It's a like super awesome. It's a really good like green tea. It's really light. Doesn't give you a lot of caffeine, but so good. Got to get the hot tea. But the thing, the one thing that we were like, eh, is that they put us in the very back of the restaurant. And, um, which was fine, but they put us at a two-person booth where, um, it was designed for maybe one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, we had to move because literally my whole body was up against the table. It's like my whole torso is going to be in my plate whenever they bring it. So there was that, but it didn't deter us. We still ate. So it was good. And then, uh, went to Jay Alexander's, which I hadn't been to in a while either. So always good. I love the French dip from there. Been there one time. Really? Maybe twice. I like it. It's been forever. It's like, it's fancy, but it's not fancy at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, like it looks super fancy and the waiters are all super fancy. Yeah. But it's a not a super fancy menu. That's where my friend went and, uh, you know, the waiter asked if she wanted a beer. And she said, yeah. And she's like, something about what do you recommend? And she thought he said half bison. Oh, yeah. So she's telling me this story about how she had this beer. It was half bison. And I was like, 
half vice. I'd never heard of that brewery before. <laughs> and then as she's sitting there talking more about the story, I was like, oh, you mean half a bison <laughs> style of beer. Yeah, half a bison. Half a bison. Yeah, I half a bison in every barrel. But now I want somebody to start a brewery called Half Bison because hilarious. I mean, yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. What if someone had a brewery called Half a Bison? And they only served heffies. Oh, that'd be interesting. I mean, I probably wouldn't go there. I wouldn't either because I'm not really a like fan heffies, of heffies. Yeah, I, uh, same. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be a... Yeah, it might be a bar for my mom, but it would be a bar for me. Fun concept, though. Yeah. Why doesn't someone just have a sour bar? Because I would go to that. There are... Um, who has the sour one, the sour experimental? And it's in Cincinnati. And I can't remember who it is. Oh, is that... um? Yeah. It was Madtree or Braxton, Braxton or somebody. Braxton Labs. Is that yeah, maybe. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think that's it. I've never been there, but I've heard of it. So, yeah. Somebody opened a half bison. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's all that I did. But Yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I didn't do, do, do much else. But, uh, yeah, Merrick, highly recommend. Definitely mm-hmm. recommend. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, the fried chicken always. No matter what time of day. Oh, for sure. Totally. Get you some of that fried So, chicken. speaking of restaurants, mm-hmm. um, I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the fact that another one of these, what would you call it, like a, like, it's a chain restaurant, but I would call it like a nostalgic chain restaurant. Is it kind of nostalgic? Like a um, 90s chain restaurant? Like, like a sit-down family chain yeah, restaurant? Yeah, I guess, yeah. So, O'Charlie's, O'Charlie's, we no longer have any more O'Charlie's in Lexington, right? Rip. Uh, yeah, we don't have any O'Charlies. We don't have any, uh, we have one Applebee's. We don't have any TGI Fridays, mm-hmm. right? So all of these have, have slowly over the last couple of years have just have gone out, right? For whatever reason, um, yeah, we'll, we'll blow an Applebee's is out on Leestown Road in case anybody is interested <laughs> in getting their Applebee's fix. I don't know why you would, but best of luck to you if you go over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, I thought it would be fun maybe if if we if we talked about what other chains that we we were sad to see go and never come back to Lexington. I like it. Uh, do you want me to go first? Or um, I was having a hard time thinking of them there at first, but then I got to thinking of some good ones. You got on roll um, for a minute. Yeah, man, tumbleweed. God, I used to love tumbleweed. tumbleweed. I some good Mexican food. We had a tumbleweed in uh, in Northern Kentucky. There was one in Northern Kentucky that we used to go to all the time. And yes, their food was delicious. And the one in Lexington was off of of uh, Clay Clay's Mill. And see, I never went to the actual like sit down one. We always went to it in the mall because oh, they had it in the food court. I forgot it was in the mall. And every time we'd go to the food court or in the mall, I'd be like, "We have to go to the food court because I have to have tumbleweed. Yes. I don't know where." Oh, never in my life. It's the best food in Lexington. Dude, yes. good call, because yeah. I had totally forgot it was in the mall. Oh, yeah. That's that's the only time I ever went to it, and we went to the mall, like, frequently. So, it was like a, you know, everybody from, like, eastern and southern Kentucky knows, like, you're going to have a good weekend, and you come to Lexington, go to the mall. Food court. <laughs> and then you either eat in the food court, because that's kind of exotic, or you eat at the Olive Garden for some stupid reason, <laughs> um, which, yeah... We'll never do again, but you know. 
Man, I do miss that tumbleweed. Ah, yeah, dude, I totally forgot you were hundred percent. I totally forgot about the one in the wow, mall. I'm like thinking about those tacos. So they weren't even like that special. Wonder if we could like, so wonder if we could like DoorDash them from some faraway location. Oh my gosh. Wonder if there's a tum- tumbleweeds left. I don't know. It's a good question. Um, also, and this is a recent exit, I think, in the past couple of years, and I'm gonna say it, and people are not gonna like it, but um, I'm I miss Long John Silver's. It's a Long John Silver's yeah. with the the fish and the chicken combo with the little crispies yeah. and the hush puppies. Oh my God, so good. I, like I, I totally agree. And, and I've said this before on, on this podcast, probably in other podcasts, is that Long John Silver's was the first chain kind of fast food place to ever come in to the University of Kentucky uh, food court student uh, center area. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, people lost their damn minds, lost their minds. There's people lined up at 9 o'clock in the morning to get damn fish. <laughs> Man, I don't like it that much. I like the chicken. I was more of a chicken person. I did like the chicken. You got to get the you gotta get the one that had the fish and the chicken and get extra crispies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I do find it odd that there's not one in Lexington anymore. Mm-hmm. That's weird to me. Yeah, and where it was is not my favorite place. Especially because there's still a Captain D's. I also like Captain D's. I would have said Captain D's if they were no longer with us, but they are. And sometimes I get a weird hankering for it. As I feel like I've talked about before, growing up uh, with my very Catholic father in a not very Catholic place, uh, he was a, from a family who, they we didn't just eat fish on Fridays in Lent. We had fish 52 Fridays a year. It did not matter where you were or what you were doing. You better not have a piece of red meat, damn it. You better be eating chicken or pizza with cheese only on it somewhere. So we would routinely go to the Captain D's, like a lot. So I also have an affinity for the Captain D's, but it's still around. So yeah, it's there's still at least one in Lexington that I know of. Yeah, off of uh, it's um. There's one on Richmond off, Road. Off of Richmond Road. Yeah, there's, there's one for Richmond Road. Yeah, there's one yeah. by me too at the mall. So we may have to take a road trip because, according to this, there is a tumbleweed in Shelbyville. Oh, interesting. That is still open. Ooh, okay. So. That's close to an outlet mall. There's also one in, in Louisville. Okay. I haven't gone to Louisville soon, so. Oh, there's a couple in Louisville. There's one on Bargetown Road. Oh. Okay. How close is it to downtown? Is there one close to downtown? I don't know. I'd have to look closer. Anyway, they still exist in, in Shelbyville. There's one in Maysville. Hmm. <gasps> there's one in Henderson. Well, well, we need to pile Lauren in the car and go. <laughs> Next time she goes to Hendo, she needs to go. Okay, yeah. There's, they're still out there, so we, we may have to take a trip to Shelbyville and or Louisville and uh, go to Tumbleweed. I love Tumbleweed. Yeah, it's so good. What were yours? So mine was definitely Boston Market. Do you remember Boston Market? Mm-hmm. Oh, Boston Market was so good. It was a little bit pricey, but we didn't care because you got huge portions and the meat was really good and the sides were good, too. Hmm. That place was good. It was down on Richmond Road by mm-hmm. work by Kroger. Okay. Yeah, it was really, really good. And, you know, you can get the stuff. You can get uh, frozen stuff in, in Kroger now or whatever in the frozen mm-hmm. food aisle. It's not the same. Yeah. You know, it's not the same. So, definitely Boston Market. Uh, Ruby Tuesdays because mm-hmm. of the salad bar. Love mm-hmm. love Ruby Tuesday salad bar. We got a Ruby Tuesdays in London when I was in high school. And um, people were like ravenous about the ruby tuesdays like it was always packed out like they'd never been to a restaurant before mm-hmm. yeah so i never really got that i mean it was good i wouldn't say it's not good but 
there's better. Yeah, that's fair. I just yeah. I like I like the salad bar. Yeah. And then Max and Irma's. I do like Max. And you remember Irma. Max and Irma's? Oh yeah, yeah. He used to go there a lot as a kid. It was a fairly fairly mid-priced place. Uh, had decent burgers, but their big claim to fame was they had the giant Sunday bar. Yeah, right? and it was like in a kitchen sink. Yeah, you to get all that stuff out of it. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, that was their big kind of thing was the was the Sunday bar that they had. So those are definitely three of mine. But man, Boston Market, and I will also add on the border. I mean, if we're gonna go Mexican, God, on the border was so delicious. I remember going to Chi Chi's. Yeah, Chi Chi's is Chi Chi's will always be missed mm-hmm. in uh, everywhere. I think. Well, except Luxembourg. Yeah, I have one in Luxembourg. I thought there was one in like the Philippines too, or something. Um, I'm just remembering a. Uh, a KSR thing where Matt went to Luxembourg and went to the last um, Chi-Chi's on the Earth. But maybe they maybe they do still have one. And, and it, it may have been closed. I don't see. It, no, there are no. Vienna, Austria is what this says. Mm. Chi-Chi's is a single Mexican restaurant currently, uh, currently <laughs> operating in Vienna, Austria that is the only remnant left of a much larger chain. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Well... Go to Vienna. So, yeehaw. Road trip. Fun to go to Vienna. Road trip to Vienna. <laughs> yeah, we'll just drive right over there. Yeah, but yeah. To Vienna. <laughs> Get some weenies. Vienna weenies. Yeah, I, I just... Mm, I do miss on the border. And Boston Market. Boston Market was really good. This one isn't in Lexington, but it was randomly in Manchester. I had Church's Chicken, mm-hmm. which I did like. Yeah. And then um, at my mom's store, they would sell... Chester's chicken. Yes. Yeah, I remember those Legit. Chester's. That was like a gas station yeah, it's very staple, much so right? A gas yeah. station one cuz they yeah. basically ran a gas station with right. gas. But um ugh, so good. That was like random chicken places. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, those are all good. Places. And then I also miss uh, the Roy Rogers. And I don't know if they ever had one in Lexington, but there was one <laughs> Ponderosa. Oh, yeah, Ponderosa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember Ponderosa. Yes, I love did love me some Ponderosa. There was one in Northern Kentucky. We had one in London. Yeah. And there was one here in the Perkins. Uh-huh. The Perkins, too. Oh, yeah, we don't have Perkins anymore. Yeah, they finally got rid of that Perkins. We have one Denny's, right, out off Newtown Pike that I think is still there. Oh, is that one still there? Right, they, right by the interstate. Yeah, they finally started building one, something on the plot where the one on Nicholasville Road was. But yeah, that Perkins down by campus, you know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. That was a spot. <laughs> yeah, on Richmond Road? Uh, no, on Nicholasville Road. Nicholasville? Yeah, that, one was Cor- that corner of... That was that was a Perkins, wasn't it? Or was oh, that the a- Perkins was in front of... Um, I thought there was two... The, the Perkins... Okay, the Perkins on Richmond Road, so that was a Denny's then. Mm-hmm. That was a Denny's that was on Nicholasville Road. Yeah, that Road. was Denny's. Okay, that was Denny's. Mm-hmm. But yes, Perkins, Denny's, whatever. Late nights. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> early mornings or however you want to put it right yeah yeah good times good times so yeah that's you know i don't know it's it's just i guess it's a nostalgia trip not that i would have ever gone to charlie's ever again but no. you know to think that like to think that there were like what were there four or five applebee's in lexington too many yeah. there was at least two tgi fridays there was an applebee's on every major road wasn't there four three are charlie's there was one on richmond road there was one on nicholasville road and there was one on harrisburg road yeah. right so it's three oh charlie's but just to think that there was all those like each quadrant of lexington had its own like tgi fridays applebee's <laughs> or charlie's right and yeah. now they're all gone mm-hmm. it's weird yeah 
It sure is weird how things can change in a decade or so. But again, not that I ever would have gone there. But it's still weird to say, yes, we have no O'Charlies's. Yes. Um, the restaurant that went in the place of the TGI Friday by the mall, I hear, um, I, don't, I don't know if they still do. Oh, the Mexican place? Yeah, apparently yeah. they were just given like free rounds of shots to like the whole restaurant. I'll miss that. For, yeah, quite a while. <laughs> like the whole week they were, first week they were open. Because they do some big to do for your birthday. They do a big sparkler thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, from what I've seen. I heard it was good. I yeah, I don't know. I wish something, and then we'll move on, but uh, I wish something would go in the space that the pub was in. Oh, yeah. That's a great building. I heard the rent is super stupid high, and that's why the pub left. But, man, that's one I miss. Oh, yeah, that is a good one. Yeah. yeah. I do, and that was more of a local one. They did have location in Northern Kentucky, and I think they had a location in Louisville, uh-huh. but the original one was here. That was uh, and, you're man, right, that one. place was good. You could get a scotch flight there that was delicious. Um, I was going to think of another one, but yeah, I think I'm good. Yeah, I think we're good. Yeah, we've covered it. Yeah, we got the basics. Yeah. Well, if you if you all think of any, you should uh, tweet at us or comment on a post on Instagram at uh, hungryky. Yeah, so, audience or email. <laughs> yeah, shoot me an email, hungryky at com. What's your favorite restaurant that no longer exists in your area? Specifically chains. We're looking for more chains than local, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay, well now I think it's time for America's second favorite segment. Everybody wants to try some food. Okay, so I have... Two different brands of things to eat on here. I want to talk about the sweet one first because the other one ties into the yes. history list. Yes, it does. So, not many new snacks out on the horizon near me, anyway. Uh, so, this week we have M&M's Caramel Cold Brew, which I've been munching on. Um, I got quite the coffee kick. Mm-hmm. I like them. Yeah, these, these are good. If you like coffee, mm-hmm. these are for you. And if you like the caramel M&M's, which I love them. Yes. Yes, this is like, if you like, yeah, coffee and caramel, I'm into it. And it's not super, super coffee, but you can taste the coffee. You can definitely taste the coffee. Like, it's not punching you in the face. It's not like you you were eating a chocolate-covered espresso bean or something. Yeah. But it's there. Yeah. It's like a coffee powder, almost, or something. Yeah. It's good. I like them a lot. I'm gonna mess around and eat the whole bag, probably. So, yay. Um, but the other thing, and I guess this spoils my history lesson, but whatever, it's coming up in one minute anyway. But it ties it ties into the uh, to the intro. Mm-hmm. So we have some Pringles. Um, they have new kinds of Pringles out, but um, they hadn't made it to the Kroger yet. Um, but I got some good staples. So the best ones, hands down, ever created. In my opinion, the pizza Pringles, and I haven't had the pizza Pringles in forever. So, so this good. is this is almost like a you know trying it again for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, these are delicious. I love. Them. I, I talk about nostalgia. I um, they're just, uh, so good. I couldn't help myself. I had them in my work backpack, and I had only had a sandwich for lunch. I was like. I'm eating these chips for lunch. I hope you don't mind. Nope. I told Sarah, I said, open them. We don't need the whole, we don't need the whole thing for, <laughs> and then uh, I ate half yeah. the can. but they, they, oh man, they're, so, they will take you back. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Yeah. Delicious. They're the best. And yeah. I had plenty of them at the store. So 
definitely recommend. And then uh, Carrie wanted to try a scorching flavor, so I picked up scorching sour cream and onion. Because it had scorching cheddar and scorching buffalo, and those I like sa- were fun. But- I, between the three of those, sour cream and onion is definitely the flavor I would pick. Okay. Yeah, That's kind of sure. what I thought. Yeah. So I'm glad I, I picked that one. They're fine. You know, anything that's that's made for mass consumption that is labeled hot or scorching or fire is going to give you a little bit of a kick, but it's not going to melt your face off, yeah. right? Because it's made for mass consumption. Yeah, like my tongue's a little bit tingly from eating them, but not like anything. You get a little kick of heat, die. but it's not, yeah. it's, not, it's, not, it's not much. They're good. I think, though, I would prefer regular sour cream and onion over the scorching. You know what actually is like the second best flavor of Pringles besides pizza? Salt and Vin. I do like the Salt and Vin, but I'm, I'm a fan of the barbecue. Just the just the standard barbecue. Actually, you know Same. what? I like the original. I just like a good old fashioned original Pringle. I just don't like a plain potato esque chip. Oh, see, I think unless I'm going to dip it in something. I just I just really like the plain ones. Give me a thing of ranch dip, and I will dip every plain chip in the existence that you have. It's a real problem that I have. But yeah, definitely the pizza ones over the scorching ones. Although I wouldn't say no to the scorching ones. Yeah, I like the scorching ones a lot. Um, I almost got some salt and vin ones too, just for me, but if you can't eat too many of them because then your fingers swell up from all the salt, but, um, they're so good. They're not like super puckery. They're like just the right amount of like vinegar. Yeah. John used to eat those all the time Mm because he's really a big fan of the salt and vinegar. Yeah. Um, Miss Vicky says good salt and vinegar too, but I digress. Let's not venture too much further off of the chip train because now it's time for America's newest segment. The Hinky History Lesson. It's weird uh, singing the song for myself. But yes, we are doing the history of Pringles. So we'll go ahead and dive into that. There's a, a lot of info. So here we go. Pringles is an American brand of stackable potato-based chips invented by Procter & Gamble, or p g in 1968. And they're marketed as Pringles Newfangled Potato Chips. The brand was sold in 2012 to Kellogg's. Um, as of 2011, Pringles were sold in more than 140 countries, and they are the f- fourth most popular snack brand behind Lay's, Doritos, and Cheetos. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was uh, awfully high, but you know, it's whatever. Whew. In 1956, Procter & Gamble assigned a task to chemist Frederick Bauer, to develop a new kind of potato chip to address consumer complaints about broken, greasy, and stale chips, as well as air in the bags. Because you know how conventional chips are pretty notorious for having half of the bag just filled with air. Uh, Bauer spent two years developing saddle-shaped chips from fried dough and selected a tubular can as a chip's container. The saddle-shaped chip, or saddle shape of Pringles chips is mathematically known as the hyperbolic paraboloid, hence the introduction. However, Bauer could not figure out how to make the chips palatable and was pulled off the task. He was replaced by another P&G researcher, Alexandra Lipa, who was able to improve upon the taste of the original prototype. P&G began selling Pringles in Indiana in 1968. By 1975, they were across most of the U.S. By 1991, they were distributed internationally. As of uh, 2015, there are five Pringles factories worldwide, one in Tennessee, one in Belgium, one in Malaysia, one in Poland, and one in China. So, yeah, grab a, get a bunch of continents there. 
the new product was originally, or the product was originally known as Pringles Newfangled Potato Chips, but other snack manufacturers objected, saying Pringles failed to meet the definition of a potato chip since they were made from a potato-based dough rather than being sliced from potatoes like real potato chips. The FDA weighed in on the matter, and in 1975, they ruled Pringles could only use the word chip in their product name within the phrase, potato chips made from dried potatoes. Faced with such, lengthy and, faced with such a lengthy and unpalatable appellation, Pringles eventually renamed their product potato crisps instead of chips. That also caused a huge issue in um, Britain, by the way, but I did not include that here. Because of... Because they call their fries crisps. Or they call their chips crisps. And their fries fries chips, chips. yes. Yeah. But anyway, you're going to go read about that somewhere else. (laughs) Uh, This all came from uh, Wikipedia, by the way. I forgot to say that up top. Okay. Anyway. Pringles have about 42% potato content. The remainder being wheat, starch, and flours. Could be either corn or rice. Combined with vegetable oils and emulsifier, salt, and seasoning. Pringles also produces several tortilla and multigrain varieties, which have some of the base starch ingredients replaced with corn flour, rice, wheat bran, black beans, and barley flour. At one point in the early 90s, corn Pringles were available. I do kind of remember that. I remember those. The canister was black and had a cartoon images of corn. The chips were made of corn and resembled a corn chip in texture and flavor. Rice Pringles were also available in the UK, although they have since been discontinued. Pringles are available in several flavors. Standard flavors in the US as of 2020 include original, salt and vinegar, sour cream and onion, cheddar cheese, ranch dressing, barbecue, hot and spicy, and loaded baked potato. Ooh, that was a good one too. I do like the loaded baked potato. I totally forgot about that. Same. Uh, some flavors are distributed only to limited markets. For example, prawn cocktail, wasabi, and curry flavors have been available in... Britain. Yeah. The I United Kingdom totally, and the Republic of Ireland. I would totally eat those. Yeah. When you when I think of prawns and curry, like that makes me think of like the United Kingdom for sure. Oh, sure. Absolutely. And those shrimp chips. Remember those shrimp chips? Mm-hmm. Those things were delicious. And if they're anything like those shrimp chips, I'd mm-hmm. eat the hell out of some prawn-flavored Pringles. Yeah. I've had I've watched a lot of Food Wars, and they uh, have a lot of snacks that are prawn-flavored. Uh, shrimp for us, uh, for us Americans and aren't fancy enough to call them prawns. Um, occasionally, P&G has produced limited edition runs. Seasonal flavors past and present include ketchup, zesty lime and chili, chili cheese dog, pizza delicious, paprika, Texas barbecue sauce, buffalo wing, and Cajun. A low-fat variety was also sold. Examples of limited edition flavors include jalapeno, honey mustard, cheesy fries, onion blossom, mozzarella cheese stick, screaming dill pickle, and Mexican layered dip. In 2012, the seasonal flavors peppermint white mocha, cinnamon sugar, and pumpkin spice were introduced. I remember those, <laughs> and they were horrifying. <laughs> Sounds gross. I'd eat the cinnamon sugar ones, though. No, the cinnamon sugar, but anything else, I'm out. Yeah. Other examples of limited runs, only in certain parts of the world, include mozzarella stick with marinara in North America and jalapeno in Latin America, uh, soft shell crab, grilled shrimp, seaweed, blueberry and hazelnut, and lemon and sesame in Asia, and that was in the early 2010s. Uh, the grilled shrimp k- chips were pink in color while the seaweed was green. So Eat them together. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Or an ocean taste sensation. Like, this sounds like sushi to me. Well, they say that you should, you know, the commercials with the stacking them to make the different flavors, right? Oh, yeah. Remember those commercials? Yeah. Yeah, and so. Speaking of commercials. There you go. You lead me right to the advertising portion. Pringles are advertised in the United States, Canada, the United Kingdom, Australia, and Ireland with the slogan, once you pop, 
the fun don't stop along with their original slogan once you pop you can't stop i always remember once you pop the fun don't stop oh see i remember once you pop you can't stop generations i'm telling you what uh, throughout its history, Pringles used its print and television advertising campaigns to compare their products to conventional potato chips. In its early years, they were marketed as Pringles Newfangled Potato Chips. I know I've said that like seven times. But well, I mean, that's what they were. Yeah. And they had a small silver pull top to open the can. Unlike the current advertising, they only mention that with their pull top cans, which have been replaced with foil top foil tops since the late 80s. Their chips remain fresh and unbroken. The can holds as many chips as a typical large bag, and their curvy shape allows them to be stackable. Thus the slogan, uh, other, potato, other potato chips just don't stack up. The Pringles logo is a stylized cartoon caricature of the head of a male figure, officially known as Julius Pringles, or abbreviated as Mr. P, designed by Lewis R. Dixon with a large mustache and parted bangs. Until 2001, the character had eyebrows and his bow tie framed the product name. In 1998, the bangs and lips <laughs> the bangs and lips were removed from the logo and his head was widened a little. In 2020, the character was again revised with a minimalistic approach. So yeah, now I'm looking at him and he has a giant mustache and uh, eyes, weird eyes, and then uh, some sassy little eyebrows. Yeah, two beady little eyes. Yeah. Uh, Pringles, as a product brand, is especially known for its packaging, a tubular cardboard can with a foil-lined interior and a resealable plastic lid, which was invented by Frederick Bauer, the aforementioned chemist who started working on these, an organic chemist and food storage technician who specialized in research and development and quality control for Cincinnati-based Procter & Gamble. This is the weird fact I was telling you about off-air. Oh, okay. Bauer's children honored his request to bury him in one of the cans by placing parts of his cremated remains in a Pringles container in his grave. And that, my friends, is the history of Pringles. It's a solid history. And why wouldn't you want to have... I mean, if you invented it, why not, right? Yeah, I mean, you could probably fit a good amount of human ashes in one of these cans. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say you could fit a whole human's ashes in here, but... Pretty... That'd be a lot. I mean, it's a substantial amount. Oh, I for sure. Say. I don't really know how many... I don't know what, what amount of ashes you get. Well, it's 5.5 ounces for the chips. Mm. Um, but, oh, I'm sorry, potato crisps, because yes. it specifically says on the bottom of the can that they are potato crisps. And I was looking on the ingredients list here, mm-hmm. and I love how they have uh, in bold, they have put it in bold that the first ingredient ingredient is dried potatoes. And that is in bold, mm-hmm. so you know. <laughs> yep. And the germinated yellow corn flour. And vegetable oil is also in bold. Corn starch, rice, rice oil, and maltodextrin. Yeah, so... Interesting. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, untrue about the chips not being broken because I've seen right. broken chips in both it, of yeah, these. Yeah, there, there are. Which is fine because it's usually at the bottom of the can anyways. Yeah, yeah or at least like halfway down. Yeah. And um, I don't care. They still taste good. Yeah. It's just hard to like get your hand all the way it down is. there at the bottom. Mm-hmm. I have a fear that I'm going to uh, get my hand stuck. Solid history though. That was yeah, a good one. That was you. a good one. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, who doesn't like Pringles? If you don't like, if you don't like Pringles, I don't want to know you. I don't like you. That's what I think about it. All right. Well, that's a lot of food talking. I feel like was a lot of food talking. Yeah. So all we got left is to talk about what we're drinking. Yeah. You got more Sprite. Yeah, I'm on my last Sprite. Uh, this is a Sprite Tropical Mix, which I feel like we've brought back to life eighty times. Um, but it's still good. Yeah. 
It's tropical It's kind of orangey, kind of fruity. It's got the orange label, mm-hmm. it's which kind of denotes that it's going to be orange. Yeah. <laughs> Anything with an orange label or a purple label, or is it going to be, you know, what the label color is? Yeah, it's supposed to be lemon, lime, and tropical flavored soda. Oh, okay. So, it kind of tastes like Skittles. I always thought they tasted like Skittles. Yeah. All right. This is the Yoritos Guava. Not my favorite Yoritos flavor. Mm. Little medicine-y for me. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Not, wouldn't be my first choice. Okay. Yeah. Little medicine-y and kind of, and kind of sweet. It's no tamarind, right? Oh, God, no. No. Nothing is tamarind. <laughs> you leave tamarind out, out your mouth. Leave tamarind alone! All right. Well, good show. Good job. Well, it, well, we'll do it again sometime soon. Yes. I would say in two weeks, but we're ramping up against the holidays. So we are, and we, we'll discuss. We'll get something out for you. Something will be something will be produced. Something will get out there for you in a couple of weeks. But sure. yeah, um, you can find this episode and all the other episodes on Twitter and Instagram at Hunger and KY. You can email us hungerandky@gmail.com, and then again, you can find all our episodes wherever it is that you find your podcasts. We have a blog, um, Bluegrass Permanent Eats. On Facebook and Instagram by that name, at BB Neats on Twitter, uh, bbneats.com if you want to see some old articles. And then, um, yeah, if you want us to like, if you got like a cool new place you want us to go hit up, uh, we could do that. And uh, I guess I could be posting pictures of all these places we eat, but I never do. Yeah, because so. to- I don't think you took any pictures at Merrick, did you? No. No, you didn't. Yeah. No, I'm trying to like, I don't know. I don't like being that person that takes pictures of all their food. I don't know how many people actually pay attention to that when you're doing it. but it, I think most people expect it at this point. Probably. I mean, that sounds dumb from coming from somebody with a food blog. But. Like, if you went back in time to, like, the 90s and you were taking pictures of your food, people would be like, what are you doing? Yeah, because that would be with, like, a, like a real camera. Right. Yeah. Are you a food photographer? Yeah, what are you, a critic or something? Get out of here, you dirty critic. <laughs> and then where do we find you at, Carrie? On Twitter at GRLS for Sports, on Instagram, on Facebook. We are everywhere. Good podcasts are free. All right. Well, thanks again for listening to Hungry in Kentucky. And as always, stay hungry, Kentucky. Hungry in Kentucky.